PhD Landia. I am Virginia Palencia. And I am Melissa Lee. And this podcast, um, this is a podcast that helps doctoral students find work-life balance, whatever that is, mm-hmm. learn the rules <laughs> of the game, however that is played, and <laughs> how to work smarter and not kill yourself in the process. Not necessarily be smarter, but work well, smarter, right? Yeah, I mean, you're in a doctoral program, you're pretty smart. One would hope. <laughs> However, there are moments. Oh, yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. So I think today mm-hmm. we would really like to speak with you guys about what we call the research game. A game. Um, it is a game. Everything's a game. It is. <laughs> I don't know. I just made it. <laughs> uh, but we really would like to talk, I think, about <laughs> some of the most important parts of the research game, mm-hmm. which is uh, reading. And writing. I'm mm-hmm. going to take it back down to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the bread, and, the bread and butter is yeah. reading and writing. Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Coke and pizza. No, okay, we need to stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's think about where would we begin? Do we want to start with reading? Sure. Yeah. Sure. We, let's do reading, writing, maybe some organization. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the worst at organizing, but yeah. I'll talk about organizing. Okay, good. All day. <laughs> you know that um, the Marie Kondo on, yes. uh, she stole my line. That's what I do. It doesn't spark joy. Oh, yeah. I love organizing. That I will organize so my sense. house before I'll read a single page <laughs> or write a single page, which is why I don't read or write at home. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh. Very rarely. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we'll give it to us. Let's talk a little bit about some good habits mm-hmm. uh, that we figured out mm-hmm. about reading. I'm assuming, listeners, you like to read if you're in a doctoral program. And write. My goodness, I hope you like to read. Yeah, <laughs> and write. <laughs> She's going to be so doing a little bit. Going to so do a little much. bit. Yeah, so um, what's some good advice you've heard um, or some things that you've learned um, um, about reading along the way? So, when I first started trying to prepare for comps and writing the dissertation, my mm-hmm. husband, whom all of you would know by now, um, has already been through this process. He, he has those three letters behind his name. And he sat me down one day, really seriously, in all seriousness, and says, you need to just get started. <laughs> stop talking about it. Yeah, stop talking about <laughs> it. Just, you know, sit, sit yourself down, um, and here's what you do. And so he's, you know, he was like, you are going to read two articles a day or a book chapter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I mean, you know, he's been there, done that. He knows what he's talking about. Um, so I sat down, you know, made myself a spreadsheet. And I think I, you, you've seen my spreadsheet. Oh, it inspired me. Yeah, and I think it's a spreadsheet that, you know, a lot of doctoral students use in mm-hmm. one form or another is what I've realized, come to realize. Um, so it's a spreadsheet, you know, really simple name of the authors, the year it was published. Um, quantitative or qualitative. Quantitative or qualitative. Um, you know, the background, what, why did they do this, research mm-hmm. questions, results, findings, name of the journal, name of the article, um, and also themes because when you're doing your lit review, I mean, having those themes and putting it in a spreadsheet and being able to organize it was really helpful was yeah. what I figured out, um, especially when you're dealing with so much so much research um, so I had all of that down um, and I sat down and every day I did two articles a day and as I was reading I would have the spreadsheet up and I would just you know type in or copy and paste sometimes when I'm too lazy to type um, 
the, the different relevant fields. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's worked out really well for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, at the end of the semester, I was, I felt ready to write, which, you know, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, that's my strategy. Yeah, I ended up doing something similar mm -hmm. and then breaking it down a little mm -hmm. further. Oh, I always put a full citation at the end so that oh. I didn't have to uh, go back and redo. Mm -hmm. um, because when you're scrolling through like mm -hmm. 150 sources, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, I did that. And then I also, I used Google Drive. I know other people use uh, much more sophisticated mm -hmm things like Mendeley, but mm -hmm. for me, Google Drive was it, and I made folders, and was just like folders according to my topic. Mm -hmm. So I read all of these things, I skimmed them, I highlighted them, mm -hmm. but then I went back, and my second round mm -hmm. was I went and I made notes on things, mm -hmm. and it was just, it was very, very similar, mm -hmm. direct quotes I liked, mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. and then I organized all of that according to the topic, so yeah. I would have just this you know, maybe 10 sources mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. segregation or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is I was working on. And mm -hmm. my God, did that help me when it came time yeah. to actually sit down for the lit review. Yeah. Because it's not just a reading. It's, it's we get, we're always going to circle back to mm -hmm. organizing, but mm -hmm. that's that's how you're working smarter. Yeah. And not um, tracking things down. Mm -hmm. um, I also kept a running list of every time I would find a source mm -hmm. inadvertently cited somewhere else that I was like, oh, I might want to read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was like, I'll get to you later list. Yeah. I think I called it odds and ends. And then finally yeah. when I was kind of, I had to make myself be done because you, you'll never have an end line on this. Oh, right. Okay. Like, it is not mm -hmm. time for me to stop. Mm -hmm. And I will now look at odds and ends. And that mm -hmm. was like, you know, my last day of two of work yeah. on that. And that was really good. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are good tips, I think. I'm a huge fan of Mendeley. I'm a huge proponent of using like things like EndNote and Mendeley to mm -hmm. organize all of my stuff. Um, and when I was doing my master's, I had access to EndNote. So that was what I used. But now that we don't, I mean, VCU doesn't have EndNote. Um, I use Mendeley, which is VCU. Supported. Supported, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Endorsed. Um, it's free. Um, and it's really easy to use. It works on both the Mac and the PC. And there is, I really love the fact that it kind of stores everything in the cloud. And so when mm -hmm. I'm home on my personal computer, I can um, download a an article. When you download an article onto your computer, you you know export it or import it into Mendeley, and it does the citations for you. Nice. It fills in all of the fields for you. Um, I read it, I can make highlights, I can make notes, it saves all of that. Um, and then at work, if the inspiration hits or if it's something that's related to work, I can just pull up the same mandate, um, I can pull up the application on my work computer um, and just work out from there. So I'm a huge proponent of Mendeley, I really love it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, when um, with a huge document like a dissertation, I think yeah. I'm hoping that will come in. Um, but yeah, that's you know that's that's my way of organizing literature, yeah. um, and I make folders and everything and all that fun stuff. Too. All that stuff. Yeah, you need folders. Oh yeah, yeah. And then if you you know just taking it back just for those of you who are in the still the classwork mm -hmm. journey and all the reading that you have mm -hmm. to do for classes, mm -hmm. um, disciplining that is a little tough. Because it's no longer, oh, I can just skim. Well, I'm just going to speak to our classes. <laughs> we didn't have the luxury of just skimming and, and not saying anything for three hours. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, 
We 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 really had to read it and understand it and have questions, mm-hmm. particularly with very specific professors mm, who shall remain nameless. Yeah, who stare like they stare into your soul and wait in Some silence. Some of us, what did you think of page fifty six? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, uh. I think we learned that really quickly in the first two weeks that we couldn't just fly. I'm actually really grateful that that was yeah. our introduction because it set the tone yeah. and the level that we were going to bring. Yeah. And I got so much out of it. Yeah. And she's brilliant. I mean, she's a brilliant mind. So oh, yeah. it helps. That's a resource. Yeah. <laughs> she's an inspiration. Even if you sound stupid, she'll polish you up and make yeah. you say, oh, is that what you meant? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> she's great. We love her. We yes, love you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nameless professor. But, um, I think that I, I noticed right away that everybody beside me had a different process. Mm-hmm. Like I saw you had a tablet, and mm-hmm. you had your PDFs, and you had little comments mm-hmm. and highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that some people still were printing it out yeah. and highlighting and writing yeah. their comments. Yeah. And then um, I saw someone beside me had a notebook mm-hmm. where they would write out their comments there so they didn't have to print anything out. That's the cheap version. Uh, okay. I, don't have a, I didn't have a tablet. Uh-huh. And I didn't have a laptop that was fixed up by my nephew in IT that doesn't have an F button. This is what I'm operating with. Um, I'm staring at that laptop right now. Yeah, it is. It still it still works amazing. He, he made it to 2019 standards. That's good. Yeah, and this thing is like 12 years old. It's, yeah, it is, it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so everybody has to find their way there. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having to, for me, for my balance, there was... Um, for each class, that would be a day of reading. So, like, mm-hmm. Tuesdays would be the day I read for this person. And mm-hmm. whatever I had to do to structure that and make that mm-hmm. commitment. Yeah. Um, but with certain professors, the reading load was really intense. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got very, like, oh. oh. It was overwhelming. And um, yeah. I had one of the classmates who was in second year. He's like, you don't have to read <laughs> I don't. I was like, you don't? Because you seem like you know everything, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's also kind of knowing when to skim. Mm-hmm. There is times you can kind of smooth over to where the, the salient points are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think coming, circling back to reading for your dissertation or your comps or, you know, lit review, um, or in our case, having to write that concept paper, which mm-hmm. was the first kind of our first interaction with having to read and write. Um, and I know that a lot of professors out there do it. Um, just read the abstract. If it works for you, then then that's when you know you really go into it and read Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we're it. talking about the research, like how to find an article, yeah. don't go past the abstract if yeah. it's not 100% for you. Yeah. If there's and not something applicable. Don't waste your time. Even when I'm reading sometimes, like um, my mind just switches off when we get to methodology. Oh, yeah. And it's just something that's like, um, I don't know. I, like, I feel like my, my brain just goes, like, automatically shuts off. This is dangerous Which for is me because I'm supposed to be teaching a method. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's okay um, because I, I'm very interested in it. But yeah. yeah no. Like, you, you get overwhelmed. I shut up. Yeah. Especially if it's a quantitative paper. Oh, yeah. And they go into, you know, all the funky stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is not for me. Yeah, um, I need it simple. Yeah. It simple. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think, I think another piece for reading, too, that I got into the habit of um, my second year, and mm-hmm. it's one I still have, is um, 
although I was saying I don't really read for research at home, mm-hmm. that's very rare, mm-hmm. I do usually um, try to read a chapter mm-hmm. a day. And it's just usually before I go to bed. So for me personally, mm-hmm. reading helps me quiet down my mind. Mm-hmm. For other people, yeah. Right so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, uh, it puts me to sleep. Um, or sometimes in the morning with your coffee, if you mm-hmm. have that time, mm-hmm. um, and just try to do a chapter a day on mm-hmm. whatever it is you're working on mm-hmm. um, has been a big help. But I caution against perfectionism. Yeah, Melissa Lee and I are not literally reading two articles every single day oh, no. and reading a chapter every single day. Yeah. But if you're like, this is a daily practice, mm-hmm. and you're hitting five out of seven, mm-hmm. you're in great shape. Yep. Honestly, if you're hitting two out of seven, you're doing yeah. good. Yeah. But... You know, just so that idea yeah. um, of structuring it that way is good. So yeah. uh, reading always kind of, I think, lends itself to talking about writing. Yes. <sighs> this is funny because I just taught a freshman writing class yesterday. Oh. And I always love to have the discussion of what's uh-huh. your process. Uh-huh. And they always say, oh, I do a brainstorm. And then I do an outline. Uh-huh. And then I do a rough draft. And then I do a final draft. Really? Wow. Well, that's what the high school tells you. <laughs> and then I'm always like, really? Tell me the truth. Yeah. And it's always like one kid legitimately now will read. <laughs> like, everybody has a different process with writing. I don't yeah. think any of it's wrong. Yeah. You got to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Is it morning? You, first of all, you have to decide, what am I best yeah. at writing? Is it morning? Is it afternoon? Mm-hmm. Is it night? Mm-hmm. Or middle of the night, like one person we know? Mm-hmm. You know? And then that's the time, man. That's the time to strike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally, while I don't have the luxury of waking up in the middle of the night yet because <laughs> I have a toddler and yeah. she wakes up whenever she feels like it. Yeah. Um, so for me, you're in it. Yeah, I really feel like I have to be disciplined. I have to retrain myself to sit down 8 to 10 and train my brain to be productive during yes. yeah, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, That's your magic time. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I think I, you know, I've had, I, I you know, have managed to do that with some success. I mean, wrote an entire concept, no, I wrote an entire comms paper um, on that formula. So I think it's working for me. Yeah. Um, I think my brain has reprogrammed itself. I'm feeling a little bit of envy. I'm like, I would love to just do that two hours a day. Yeah, you got teenagers though. There's just too much for for me. So what I've had to do or how I had to structure myself was... um, at least once a week, mm-hmm. I go away mm-hmm. from everyone who loves me, <laughs> and I remove myself for six hours, seven hours. It's like a marathon for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I delight. It always takes a minute to, or I want to do other things. And yeah. I always resist wanting to do it. Yeah. I will fiddle and play. But wouldn't it just be easier if I just revise what I already wrote? No. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do that, and that's how I'm able to honor the commitments because when I get home I'm home mm-hmm. yep and there's other demands yep and if I'm lucky I can do it twice a week mm-hmm. but usually just for a couple of hours here but there's really just one big day yeah I know several people in that position who do do it similarly mm-hmm. um, but I think also like just knowing like what space is going to work for you yeah do yeah. you I have to avoid distraction mm-hmm I mean, it's it's almost like I'm a monk. Like I have to have silence. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. I get in, once I get in it though, I, I could keep going for decades. I feel resentful when I have to stop. Like, right, that's my honest right. emotion. Yeah, it takes me forever to get there. Yeah, but then when I'm there, I'm just like, oh, 
Yeah. Why can't I have more time? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Do you have the same? Yeah. 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 Kind of in the same vein. Um, For me, it's kind of, um, you know, because I only get so many hours a day, I, you know, in one week, I might get one productive writing day where I sit down and right away, immediately, right off the bat, I'm just typing and words are coming off and onto the screen. But the rest of the week, I'm just, you know, either editing because you can never get away from that, you know, wanting to be a perfectionist, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm subconsciously just editing and re-editing and, you know, spending all that time um, editing. Um, and then the rest of the day, I, I just, I feel like I'm goofing off. Um, mm-hmm. And when I say goofing off, you know, I might be just looking up articles that maybe don't mean a lot, but I feel like it's important at that time. So, yeah, I mean, to me, it's kind of just broken up um, that unproductive time versus the productive time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the cleverest things I heard, um, and of how how to structure this, especially mm-hmm. in like academia, mm-hmm. um, would be, it is really a daily practice, which mm-hmm. is what you're doing. Yeah. And so, um, so this is even after, PhD landia, mm-hmm. right? Would be that you you schedule time, pretty much what you and I both are doing. You schedule time with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment, like a job. Mm-hmm. You treat it like that. Yeah. Even if it's hard to get going, you do it. Yeah. It's like working out. You don't want to yeah. work out, but then halfway through, you're like, yeah, this is probably yeah. a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of it, like, I feel really good. You know, yeah. usually, yeah. Yeah. So like, um, you would do it like you know, you decide, am I going to do it five days a week, six mm-hmm. days a week? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do it like that, um, and never break the commitment to yourself, don't right. let people, oh gosh, people will intrude on your time. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them you're doing it for writing. Say it's work. Yeah. People leave you alone when you say it's work. When yeah. you say I'm writing, yeah. that doesn't, we don't view that as work. Oh, yeah. but it is. <laughs> but you could spend one day doing revisions. Mm-hmm. You could spend two or three days honestly doing research and writing, mm-hmm. and then maybe one day working on publications. hmm you know, and mm-hmm. if you structure it like that, it's all part of the work of writing. Yeah. The the trick is not to get lost in if you like to revise to procrastinate. Yeah. To not. Yeah. So that might be a good thing for your self-discipline. Like, okay, one day a week I will do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's not Tuesday, so I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really good structure. I might, yeah. I might incorporate that into my um, daily routine. I really, I, like I loved it. And I thought this is this applies to work for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. Because I think always keeping time sacred. I think in our culture, we don't do a good job of keeping mm-hmm. time sacred. Mm-hmm. I don't, I remember earlier, like when, just getting completely off track, um, you know, a few years ago, I had a commitment with my kids and somebody's like, oh, well, you could just bring them to XYZ, whatever mm-hmm. it is they wanted me yeah. to do. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were upset, but I was just like, no. Yeah. Because I've made a commitment. Yeah. Um. And so I think we view most of the commitments we make mm-hmm. aren't important. Mm-hmm. But I would think that the reading and writing is the most is. important commitment. Yeah. A scholarship. Especially now, you know, that we're in this stage where mm-hmm. you, you literally, that's what we have to do to get through, um, is to read and write. Because if you don't do it, then you're not really doing anything productive. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, so speaking of being unproductive, <laughs> <laughs> just my my pastime. Uh, what about writer's block? What do you think about writer's block? Oh. Has your new class said anything about that? <laughs> well, basically, you know how um, 
when you're like a baby doctoral student and mm-hmm. you just hear people say, just write. I mean, you don't have to do anything, just write. And I'm always like listening to all these advice. I'm like, that's nonsense. I mean, how do you just sit there and just write? And now that I'm <laughs> in this stage, um, it really makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think also our professors have done us a huge favor by encouraging the practice of memoing. Because um, you're literally just sitting there and just writing. There might not be a flow. Like some days I get one paragraph in like a really random spot um, in the paper. It might be a random like article that I'm writing. I'll just shove it in, you know, to my chapter two file and I'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. And so I've, I've had a new appreciation for that advice of just writing. Um, so that's my advice. Just write. I don't know if there's necessarily a thing called writer's block. Um, I always tell my students I think it's fake. I think um, I think writer's block means that you have not been honoring the practice of writing. Mm-hmm. If you are a writer, mm-hmm. you know whether you're writing fiction, if you're mm-hmm. you know writing in this kind of context, mm-hmm. it's it is a practice. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, yeah. and you're like, oh, I just can't. I think, and I mean, I used to be a journalist, so like right. this is a thing like we used to talk about, right? And what I learned is I got rid of writer's block the moment I was paid to write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're under the gun and they're mm-hmm. like, we need five articles mm-hmm. in three days, yeah. the writer's block is called a luxury. Yeah. And I quickly learned I can phone it in sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can write, seat, but I'm still writing. Mm-hmm. And it's like a well-oiled machine. If you keep mm-hmm. doing it, you get better at it. Mm-hmm. And then, like speaking to the just right, I was thinking... My oldest son kept wanting to learn how to do push-ups. He's like, can you show me how to do push-ups? And I was like, whatever. I, you, know, <laughs> you know, he's 14, whatever. Right. And I showed him. And then he's like, oh, I need you to show me more. And I was like, no. I was like, this really is just something you just have to do, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you can go on YouTube. Yeah. You can do this. You can do that. Yeah. But you're not going to be good unless you do it. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's counterintuitive almost. Mm-hmm. And I think writing is very much the same yeah. way. I think I it's I think it's... Doing it is what makes you good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I think a part of what drives the idea that someone has writer's block is the belief that somehow whatever you write, whatever you put on paper needs to be perfect. Yes. But it really doesn't have to be. Um, it doesn't even have to make sense as long as it makes sense to you. And when you go back and add to edit it, like it makes sense. Um, but it doesn't really have to be perfect. Like I'm looking at you know, thinking about some of the stuff that I'm writing for chapter one, um, it's like, it's bad in terms of just the <laughs> writing and the grammar. It's bad. It doesn't make sense, but the content is there. And I think that's what makes the difference. You have something on there. So I could have a paragraph that's, you know, with really bad grammar or sentence structure. It doesn't really make sense. But when I go back and edit it, I will have one. I mean, I have one paragraph um, at least. Mm-hmm. So that's something. I think, too, that writing is, um, I always tell my students, it's like polishing a stone. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how rough yeah. you start. Just put something on the page. Mm-hmm. You will polish it up. Mm-hmm. And for a project like this, it's going to be polished into infinity anyway. Yeah. And often where you end up is nowhere where yeah. you began. You know? And I true. think even for the most amazing writers, nobody puts down brilliance the first time. So mm-hmm. sitting around and waiting for the inspiration unicorn mm-hmm. to arrive yeah. for your brilliance. It's not coming. Um, with the, <laughs> with all this pressure you're putting on yourself, mm-hmm. uh, let's be honest, 10 people might read. Mm-hmm. You know, reality check. Yeah. Like, 
it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. I had um I have a really good mentor and she uh she took me out to lunch and I was like, Well, can you give me any advice about a dissertation? And mm-hmm. you'd have to beep it up. And she's like, just write the beeping thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. And I think you hear that a lot from people who've been through it. Yeah. Um, just write it and it really doesn't make sense until you you're writing it and you and you realize, oh yeah, I just need to write it. Melissa Lee, we're terrible advice <laughs> <laughs> like, Fifteen minutes. Just read. Just write. Just write. Yeah. That's we could have we could have summarized this podcast. One. Just read. Just write. Just Nobody's write gonna it. read what you're doing anyway. <laughs> we're very optimistic people. Yeah, it. we apologize. Um, we probably would have. Uh, this would be a different podcast, I think, in the first year. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be like full of hope and. Oh, man, I ordered books off Amazon, How to Be a Writer, and I've already been a professional writer. I was just looking for anybody to tell me how to do it. And yeah. then I realized, oh, wait, just do this it. isn't advice. This isn't action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we should put a little disclaimer on this one. <laughs> Based on our results. Yeah, check back in six months. Yeah, see how we're doing. See how we're living. <laughs> But anyway, we wish you a lot of luck in your research and your reading mm-hmm. and your writing. Just write. Just do it. <laughs> that should be a slogan somewhere. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> anyway, we thank you so much for your time and uh, wish you good luck in PhD Landia. Bye.